Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 126 for April 5th, 2018. Holy crap, that's a lot of episodes. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, who just had a birthday, and the godfather, Jimmy DeResta, who also just had a birthday literally today. Today's his birthday. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the godfather. And, and to and to the god nephew, god Stu? cousin, god yeah cousin twice removed. No, yeah. who's that? Stu. So, how about brother. how about the Stu? Happy birthday, like, Stu. Yeah, I like Stu. Stu's I like the man. The god brother. The so, god he's brother, more Stu than Morrison. the man. He's it's like yeah. the man. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. We love Stu. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Anyways. computer numerically controlled man. Um, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg <laughs> Mead, true. Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson. Keith Decent, who will be making another guest appearance on the podcast at the end of the month. (laughs) Thank you to Patreon for charging him again. Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, who will be on next week's episode. Uh, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, and some guy named Paul Jackman. So, what are we... What are we working on? What's what's on the old old bench? Let's start with uh, Eyebrows McGee. Bill, what are you working on? I uh, um, I want to say thank you to some people for uh, buying some guitars that I built. So I just got done building four guitars. I sold three of them because one, oops, accidentally became left-handed. And uh, so you can see, Phil, because you weren't here to enjoy this. Stunning. Yeah, I love the F-hole placement. Yeah. Just... I... <laughs> I like where you place your F-hole also. Uh, but it was fun. It was a a, a, um, a, a small scale, so it, it's I, I I made a little thank you video, and, and I it was funny. I thought I said if you took a ukulele and a banjo and they had a baby, that's what would happen. So I made this little high strung. I used high higher pitch strings, short scale. It's got a really fun. Hmm. It does pitch. sound fun. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I just got done doing, and I plan on making. Um, a couple of electric, much larger scale, full size, big guitar box, cigar box, guitar box. Guitar box cigars. That's a great brand name. For oh, if yeah. you're going to start a cigar factory, call it guitar oh, box cigars because then those boxes are going to be valuable afterwards. Well, it's oh, just yeah, it's a really cool like playing words. Build guitars. I think boxes. I think I have to go. I've got some stuff to do. Yeah. I've got <laughs> some start, cigars to start rolling. To start rolling. If learning how to do that. Yeah. So I look forward to that. I'm going to build a couple of electric cigar box guitars, and uh, definitely I, I appreciate all the support. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Tim, is it? Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, that's my name. Um, yeah. I I have a couple things to mention. One is that, um, well, I'll mention what I've been up to. Uh, last week when, I don't know where Phil was. He was Saskatchewan or something. Phil who? And, uh, um, I was in Alberta. And I was in, oh, Alberta. Okay, I was close. So we had Alberta and Altoona. And I was in Altoona, Pennsylvania with um with Paul Jackman who graciously from the kindness of his heart filled in for you Phil because you were too busy. I don't know what you're doing. That's um, not what happened, not even a little bit. <laughs> he was a guest host and then we figured, you know what? Phil's exhausted. Let him, you know, 
Yeah. Be a seat filler for an hour. And Phil doesn't really want to talk to Paul, apparently, but that's Let's cool. See. I mean, you guys can that work that out. We didn't actually call you because we learned how to make the podcast all by ourselves. Yeah. That's not true either, but that's yeah. fine. Keep okay, talking. but anyways, so, but I was there with Paul and we were at the Carolina Boot Factory and the, there's other boots that are made there as well. And, and um, I have, oh. I, I wore them, I've been wearing them. I, I made my own pair of vegetarian friendly Carolina boots or non-leather, I should say, because we're not sure about the glue 100%, you know, but we're pretty sure they're vegetarian or vegan for that matter, but we, we don't really want to call them that just in case, but they're freaking awesome. Uh, it was such a great experience and I'm looking for, I'm trying to call together some of the video stuff to make a video kind of about that whole experience. Uh, so I wanted to mention that. I also mm-hmm. wanted to mention that the uh, squares are back in stock. I, I made another batch of Imperial squares and so if you're if you're I have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. It's spelled S-Q-W-A-Y-R-E, and just search that, and you'll find it, hashtag square. Um, so there's some available right now. Happy about that, and uh, I'm hoping to sell them because I don't really need a couple hundred of them laying around. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I've been working on every day I do a, a bead or two with the uh, the TIG welder that I got from Eastwood. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to learn to TIG weld, and I still suck at it. I'm terrible. But, but, and I was, I've been traveling a lot, so I haven't had as much time, but today I was working on a coffee table where I was doing some welding steel, uh, for the base and I'm a better MIG welder now from my TIG welding practice Mm. I've been doing. I laid better MIG beads than I've ever done because I feel like I have a better understanding of the, of the setup and the process uh, of Mm. doing it. Uh, I, I was like, I was impressed. Like I, I had to grind them because of the, like I was, the, that was the look I had told them, but I was like, kind of like, I don't want to grind these, you know, I didn't have to, I didn't grind the ones that are on the inside angles, you know, but on the flat angles, I grinded them off and I was like, wow, they look like really good. They look like a guy that knows how to welded those. <laughs> so, so now I'm excited to like, I, so I was doing that today and I can't wait to like get back into TIG welding, even if it only just makes me a better MIG welder, like that, that right there would make it worth it. You know, so like that was pretty any, exciting. Anything. The more you do, the better you're going to get. So congratulations. Well, because I, for- I was forcing myself to not just be like, oh, I'll just stick these two pieces of metal together. But it was like really like learning the chemistry of what's happening in the in the process and the, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the movements. And, and I was like, wow. I was like, just I was just so happy. Like, like isn't a- that like when you first start playing guitar, you start with an acoustic because it's harder and then you go to an electric and it's easier or like if you're a hockey player, you start you practice with a much heavier puck. So when it's game time, you're using the regular puck and it feels much lighter. There's something to be said for that. I don't know if I. I mean, yeah, no, I used to. All my bats also for baseball, right? And and some hockey players would. Uh, I know on Maddie's team, there's a girl. She used to practice in a weighted vest. So mm-hmm. during the games, take it off. Um, I know when I had students come in, you know, they, their first guitar was always a cheap guitar. And uh, and it usually didn't play very well, and I always thought that too. Like I would tell them, like, yeah, you know what? I was like, tough it out, man. Get these chords done. They're like, oh, if I had a better guitar, it's like, well, if I had all those tools, I could build that. It's the same thing, yeah. right? You know, and uh, and if you, yeah, if you really you put that in, you know, it's a little yeah, it's, little. It's, it's about putting in the time. It really doesn't matter what you're it, doing. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes well, putting I think the, the time challenge in, of mastering something that's much harder to use then makes the 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 right stuff much easier. Like for example, you know, we all start off with these sort of I don't know, basic tools that we start making with. But then as you graduate to better and better tools, not only have your skills developed, but it's also just much easier. Like, yeah. yes, yeah, you the, could do it with a circular saw. Now you can focus on key. other elements of the make. Yeah, I, I, you know. I agree to a point, but I also, uh, a lot of the jobs that I got when I was younger, I started off with pretty good damn tools. 
And it, there's still that time that you put in. Now, I can say that starting off with something that isn't as quality as you can graduate to, whether it be a tool or an instrument or whatever, a car even, right? You're yeah. going to appreciate it more, certainly. When you get, yeah. when you do finally end up with a with a more quality tool, a better saw or whatever it is, you're going to go, oh, wow, man, because you don't have to work as hard to do it. You know? Right, but right. If, you're, if your first skill saw is a Festool – like you know, like the festival track saw or whatever. Like yeah, you, yeah. and you never had that twenty nine dollars skill brand saw, the red <laughs> one from the crowd. You know, you, I have the, that. Yeah, yeah. So do I. I still have it too. It's, it's my home saw. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. You would. You don't fully appreciate it. Like there's definitely. But I can tell you this: if you start off with the fest tool and use then it, then I hate you. And then just one person. You go over to their house and you use their skill saw. That alone will make you yeah, right. that without the years of torment. Yeah, that's right. You mean this is it's what? Like, you, oh, I had no idea. You poor person. Yeah. Then you want to. This is what the commoners you. have to suffer with. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, I still use my skill saw, circular saw, on a regular basis. So I mounted mine to a track. So I did too. It, oh, yeah? yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah mine's, okay. mine's my home. Is the only saw I have at home since I moved my shop out. So it doesn't matter what I have to cut. If I'm cutting it with a saw, it's it's that one. You know? Right. I've cut through the cord like six times now. It's about three, <laughs> three inches long. <laughs> I just funny you say that. I just did that with my chop saw last weekend. So you I had to the, like on take... your chop saw. Yeah, because I kept the cord <laughs> bunched up. <laughs> All right, and Tell then me. brought an extension cord to that. And then that was a bad idea. So. so you chopped through the whole bunch, so you cut it like 18 times. Actually, <laughs> it nicked it nicked the cord and then sort of just did a little pop. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll just tape that up and move it out of the way. I have my, my, my one favorite no, angle grinder. What, what you're going to do, Phil, hold on. What you're going to do is you're going to go back and untape that. You're going to cut it. You're going to clean it and reconnect it properly. Definitely. I'm definitely doing that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. I have my, my favorite angle grinder. It's this Ryobi one, uh, the trigger one that you have. It's like 29 bucks. I got the thing 160 years ago, and it's on like its fourth cord. And so the last cord I put on, because I've cut it so many times, the last cord I put on is like 12 feet long, oh, <laughs> which, nice. is, which is awesome. And uh, and I have, it, I have it taped on pretty well, but still, I, I use the thing a lot, and every once in a while, I'll be like grinding away, and for some reason, I have all 12 feet of that cord stretched out because I decided to plug it on the other side of the shot. I don't know what my problem is. And then yeah. I, you, know, you hear the pop, and it goes dead. I'm like, oh, no, my ankle grinder died. And I look back, and I see the little like blue-gray smoke <laughs> coming out of the cord. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just need to retape it, and I tape it up, and I go back to work. You know, That's super scary. You don't solder it? No. Oh. That's for idiots. Well, I taped the t- <laughs> yes, yeah, <so> solder. It's <laughs> time for solder. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, I taped the two separate, and then I tape them together. But you know, it eventually it, it loosens up. You know, right? I'm just I'm just trying to fathom why you guys keep cutting the cords on your tools. I no, I only cut the cord once. It's just that I that that break has happened, like because it's been the same break. You know, hmm. Hmm. maybe more than once. All right, let's let's <laughs> move on to what I'm working on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what are you I, no, working on, Phil? I want to. I want to hear how Bill has never cut the cord on a skill saw. Oh no, I have cut cords in my lifetime, but yeah. I've been using tools my entire life. So, you two make it sound like you do it on a weekly basis. Well, I, you no, know, in my the defense, one time ever. In my defense, I and I've have never not done been it on a chop saw. Just so you know, that's well, that's that's weird. <laughs> but in my defense, <laughs> every when I cut all the cords on my tools is when I hadn't been using them my entire life. So you know what I mean. I don't cut them anymore. Yeah, I, I haven't in a very, very long time. The last the last cord I cut was an extension cord with a hedge trimmer. 
Right. And uh, that there, was around World War One. So that was yeah. a while ago. You're right. That's when I had bees on my onions. Onion belts, right. yeah. yeah. There was yeah, that time. Know. I just cut my, my table saw cord the other day. I could tell you that story. No, I can't because that's ridiculous. Who would do that to a stationary tool, Phil? <laughs> I told you. I had it zipped I had it zip tied and bunched up and I was too lazy to undo it because I figured it'd just be a quick cut. And then the bunch swung underneath. Anyways, you know what? I don't need this, okay? <laughs> Let's talk hey, about What are you working yeah. on, Phil? Hey. Repairing terrific, his uh, chop saw. Terrific segue, Tim. <laughs> no, I already did that. Thank you. Um, so yes, it's I have been traveling yeah. <laughs> to electrical tape. I have the real stuff. You have, do you know, you have the right stuff is what you have, my friend. That's right. That's right. Uh, were you in new kids on the block? Anyways. So, um, yeah, traveling like crazy, but I just got back. So I'm here for at That's least another six, seven weeks. Mark Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie. Good try though. Yeah. Oh. That's his older brother, Donnie. Um, and so, but within that traveling, because I'm always home on the weekends, even when I travel, I would I did this, uh, whatever, this peace production thing where I was not, you know what I mean? I was doing peace work. So, was that, was that, what, that what that's called? When I you're paid by the... Pro- no, production work. That's like a... No, but when you're paid by the, by the yeah, piece instead of by yeah, the peace, hour. Peace work. Oh, yeah, peace, peace yeah. work, yeah. 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 So anyway, so that's that's what I did, and I had to do like 800 of these things in like two weekends. So I ended up bringing in my brother, and we 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 cranked it out. Can't believe it, but uh, it was decent money. It's not important how much that was, but it was it was a good amount of money, and it made it worth it. So I did it, and uh, so I did that out of construction pine two by twelves, and uh, we're going to be doing another batch of them, except this time out of oak. So it'll be much better. Because there will be way less wastage. Be it always has to be a perfectly clear piece. Yeah. So that'll be much nicer to work with, too. So you're going to uh, get another another batch of these? Yeah. Requested? That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to do that. and uh, But now, because I'm home, I'll be able to do, like, whatever. Let's say a, few, a couple dozen a night instead of having to do, you know, like, 12 hours straight and having my wife, like, super upset because she's with the kids by herself for a whole weekend, which is really unfair. Uh, so there's that end. I don't have to deal with all the resin buildup on all of my, you know, blades and parts and stuff. Working with pine is great, but like, you know what I mean? Especially construction grade pine is just mm-hmm. so wet and resiny yep. that like it slows down all your blades and stuff. If I never had to cut another piece of pine or make something out of pine again, I'd be fine with that. Right. Yeah. I'm all uh, set. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, unfortunately, I, you know, that's like barn wood. It's like kind of usually what it is, but, but, uh, but it's not that wet, right? It's yeah, not it's, like, it's twenty five percent moisture on this regardless stuff. Regardless yeah, no, of what it is, any construction grade material is just it's just I mean, they basically there's leaves still on it. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's you know, it moves. Yeah, you look at it at the it store, is. you get you, you pick those like the two that are straight at the store. You bring them home. By the time you get home you, the <laughs> next day you go to cut them and they're warped. It's like Yeah. yeah. You might as well fell. put a string on that bow. But yeah. <clears throat> but meanwhile so but a lot of it was actually was dug fur. Which actually was super like it was denser, but it was so much more resiny. Like you cut into it, and like you you smell like pine saw. So it, I, it machines nicer because it's denser, but it just it it ruins all your consumables. I have cut into heart pine, uh, yeah, 150, 200 years old. Cut it, left it sitting, and then like the next day, there literally be a drip of sap coming out of it. Yep. That's insane. It's, it's wow. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Crazy. 
Um, so there's that. And the other thing is, is I'm slowly but surely mailing out all the saws. I know that you guys got yours, right? Yes. I'm excited about that. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I am uh, too. So, so yes, yeah, so, so people have started posting uh, their their ironandsoul.com tools that they've received onto social media. Hint, hint, Tim and Bill. Oh, and, we're supposed uh, to do that? Yeah, of course. That's the way that works. Well, I, we, I mean, we are friends, contractually probably, at least. Four months ago I might have if I got them, but it's a little late now. I know. If you, if you, listen, if you listen to the pre-show, you'll you'll understand why I don't look, you know, look help you out. Look at these guys. Look at these two guys. Okay. All well, right. I did, I did pay full price. You know, it's my prerogative. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair I enough. have to use it for fretting saws so I can make my money back. That's That's the way you do it. And according yeah. to Tim... Supporting your friends at full price is the the friend thing to do. Yes, it absolutely is. 100%. So let's see. Um, Remind me tomorrow. Post a picture. Tim and I have done that for each other. We've done that for you. Um, Phil has done it for me. Phil has done it for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bill. Yeah. See, I wouldn't say it myself. No, what do you mean? I. uh, No, you didn't. Well, what have you done? (laughs) Yeah, what have you ever done? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what have you done that I need to support, huh? Didn't I? Didn't I post your? Uh, yeah, I posted my my kid on social media with your guitar. And, and you paid you full got price for, for that picture. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that is what I'm working on. <laughs> you know, I, I I find myself without anything to say right now. Well, let's take advantage of this incredibly yeah, rare gem. Squeeze a podcast in somewhere now. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze it in edgewise. So, uh, the topic, and it's a nice little segue, where do we find ourselves? We find ourselves at a very rare, opportune moment, um, and in all seriousness, to talk about where it is that we happen to be at this point in time in our lives, and what it is that we find ourselves interested in doing, and what it is that's paying the bills. And if you want to dig a little deeper, sort of, you know, we're in our 30s, our 40s, and our 50s, actually, on this podcast, which is interesting. And at different stages of our lives, you know, like, we get to know each other, and we get to know ourselves better and better. And that's also what finding yourself sort of means. So, you know, a bit of a, I guess, a two-layered onion there. Maybe maybe more one of those green onions. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be a shallot? <laughs> so at least, yeah, shallot. Three, at least yeah. three layers. We have three decades. Yeah. 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 Three oniony decades. So, uh, so on our belts, <laughs> <laughs> which was the style at the time. So, where did the bees come in? I don't understand the bees. Because they had a picture of a bee on a on a nickel. So you'd say five bees for a quarter. They'd say. Was there ever really a bee on a nickel? Wasn't there, Tim? You you know that right? was a buffalo. No, no that's I'm, the I'm, buffalo nickel. I understand the Canadian currency quite a bit, but I don't know much about. That's no, American. I, it's from the Simpsons. I, we I don't think, we I don't have think beavers on our nickels. <laughs> of course you do. And, and the queen of some other country for some reason. We are part of the Commonwealth, and it is a shared history. It's a heritage thing. Okay. 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 You, just because you guys didn't want to kiss the pinky ring. <laughs> Let's see here. Bees. I don't care. I do what I want. <laughs> Five bees for a quarter, you'd say. On yeah, no, there, I don't nickel. think there were ever any bees on a... Maybe B was short for buffalo. <laughs> I'm looking... I'm Googling bees on nickels, yeah, and it's just a thing. picture of Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was never such a thing. 
Okay, so so back to yeah. our topic of finding yourself. Apparently, uh, Phil is trying to find himself in some '90s Simpsons episodes <laughs> he, over he, here. He's I trying wish. to find himself, and he wandered off a little bit. So yeah, why don't yeah. you come back over here? Much like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> That's right. Tell so. stories that don't really go anywhere. Um, so yeah, so you know, where do we find ourselves? So I, I guess it's really kind of an interesting time to just reflect on where it is that we are in our lives, and sort of to go around the the room here and just like, what is it that we're really loving doing right now and you know what would we love to be doing and you know what have we found out within the last couple of years about ourselves and in specifically about our making like you know what have you really like what's a deep lesson you've learned about yourself who wants to go first i think it should be you you're the you're the deep thinking thoughtful tree hugger guy well i'm smoking my pipe funny you should mention that i do have a few thoughts on the topic (laughs) <laughs> what kind of pipe are you smoking? Uh, air pipe. All right. Uh, so um, I have said this a hundred times on the podcast, or one hundred twenty-six times probably, because I, I can't believe we've done this one hundred twenty-six times. By the way, right? I know some of us have only done it one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels like four hundred. But yeah, <laughs> actually, two of us have only done one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were at one time too. I missed one once as well. All three of us have. Oh well, there you go. You did. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go down memory lane later. Um, uh, I have said it many times that I am a creature of change, not a creature of habit, and I don't like to do the same thing for too long. Uh, so, you know, I've had multiple careers in my life, and, you know, making being the the latest one. The longest one is probably music, and making is, you know, the latest one. And I'm at that point now where I've been doing it right around that, like, you know, like the seven-year itch I mean, uh, that I've been doing it for a living. Um, and that's usually where I'm like, you know what? I got to start thinking about something else. But with this, I, I haven't even thought that yet. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of what I can do in this medium. Um, one of the things that like I think about a lot is the CNC machine. Like I had literally posted a video on my channel like three or four years ago in a shop tour saying like, Oh, you're never going to see a CNC machine in this man's shop. I don't want to do that. That's not me. And now I am just like gung ho on the thing. I, that's like, all I want to do is like make that thing go. And, uh, and that's because there's all this room for change in this world. I can continue to grow and change in my little chicken coop shop without like having to just like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to quit this job altogether and find another job. It's just, it's super. I feel like the sky's the limit in my workshop. Anything can happen there, you know? hundred yeah. percent. Can you, um, that video where you said that you would never put a CNC, could that be your next sway back when? <laughs> That's, That's a great awesome. idea to That's take. Awesome. I, I think it's still live. I definitely know it's still there. Um, yeah, I could probably take that shop tour. That might be fun to do, to do that shop tour. And I'd probably have yeah, to pause it. Because I'm yeah. talking through the whole thing, it's not like a build video. I'd have to like like say some stupid crap and then pause it and say like, "Well, here it is, four years later, and I'm saying this." I love it. I'm gonna write that down right now. Okay. Well, there we go. Okay. While I'm writing that down, someone else go. Well, I, I, you know, I have to say that what I've ended up doing as a career because it's involved a lot of making and creating. Um, I have never gotten bored. It's it's been good enough. My actual day job has been good enough for me because it has been uh, facilities type maintenance, construction type work is always different. I'm not I'm not doing the same thing every day. In fact, I might be inside, I might be outside. I'll, the weather's going to be different. What I'm working on could be different. 
um, fixing, repairing, fabricating. That has that's that's really actually been good enough for me. It's what I've always done um, because it's been different because it didn't stagnate. I've tried a couple of times where I sold cars for a while. I ran a couple of automobile repair shops. Um, I, I was an office manager for a while. I hated that. But for the most part, my entire career has been, you know, working with my hands. And yeah, I haven't even scratched the surface of that. And I find myself now, uh, I've discovered something I never thought I would personally be able to do. And that is to make noise that something sounds like a little bit kind of like music with these. (laughs) 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 But but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my passion right now. It's seriously, it's it's like I don't need to make anything else for myself for any commissions for the salon. Everything right now, it's like you know, I if I I could if somebody if I had to make something for somebody, I could you know I could do that. It would actually be easier for me to come up with another video to be able to do that. But right now, I am so passionately in love with these cigar box guitars. It's completely different for me. It's using skills and tech- techniques that I've learned over the years, but trying to apply it in a new way that I'm is foreign to me. So I'm, I'm it's, it's a whole new world. And that's, that's where I find myself right now is feeling like a, a young man again, discovering something for the first time. And it's awesome. I'm absolutely in love with this. So that's, mm. that's where I find myself right now. That's great. Hmm. Indeed. Where do I find myself now? I think, I think, like a lot of people, I find myself in a place where my biggest constraint is time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to spend so much more time in the shop doing what I want to be doing, uh, making, creating, building. Like, I have a CNC in there that I barely ever get to use. Um, you know, I have so many ideas about transforming my shop. Like, right now, I know I want to be building a dedicated shop station. Because you keep cutting the cord. I didn't even I didn't even have the chop saw in the shop. I kept it in in the furnace room on the off chance I'd ever need it to make a deck or a fence or whatever. Because I've been using a sliding tray. But now I know, based on this this work that I've done recently, this that a chop makes so much more sense. Like for that kind of work, and if that's what I'm going to be doing, I want to do that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna build a bench chop saw station that includes. Uh, the drill press, so it'll go a little bit lower, and then, and I'll probably make a video about that. Did you see where I put my chop saw? I did a little quick one minute tour on Instagram, because um, people always uh, you have a, you know a small shop, and the chop saw takes up so much space. Uh, obviously, you can you can do stuff with mixing heights, but what I did is I put it next to my table saw, mm-hmm. and it's uh, so I use the fence of my table saw as a stop block, and mm-hmm. I use the the surface of my table saw as the outfeed. Right, because um, that's like already a flat spot there. So just food for thought as you're now. Of I, course, if you need if you need the width of your table saw and your chop, the chop saw can just be picked up and yeah. Move. So I'm thinking like a little bit sort of. I'm actually almost designing it so that two people can work at the shop at the same time, which I've never had to do. Mm-hmm. Right, because now like as I brought in my brother, like we we now had to start working at the same time, and uh, so I'm kind of thinking along those lines. But I do have room for the chop saw. Based on like, so it's funny because, you know, you look at your, your shop and you go, oh, you know, these are the limitations. I have to keep, for whatever it is, so examples for me, I have to keep the stationary sander here and uh, I have to keep the drill press at its current height. But then you start thinking about, 
I don't know, these are artificial constraints that I put into place. If I mm-hmm. move this sander that's basically 12 inches by 20 inches, I could, I could plop it anywhere else. And that I just, I don't know, freed up a ton of space to do a chop saw station, which I never thought I'd have the room for, which is amazing. Well, it's because and I have you the find yourself in a, in a different yeah. place Frame and time yeah. what, with what you're doing. You're, you know, exactly. you were doing whiskey boxes for how long? And it sounds like now you're gearing up to do something else. So you're finding yourself in a position to, to be creative and, and everything's different. The way you look yeah. at things, the way you see things. Well, I'm transforming my shop to better suit you know, the jobs I'm doing and the workflow that I'm doing, which is something that Tim's always talked about is sort of keeping, and I think we've all done it, right? You keep your shop a little bit more fluid and, and you know, you can move things around as you need to and, and that way it, it transforms to the things that you're going to be working on. Yes, you can make it as general as possible for general work, but then you can sort of really tighten up the workflow so that it's faster for whatever it is you're going to be doing if you're going to be doing like batch work. And I'm sure... Yeah. Bill, you're you're facing that with your with the guitars that you're ramping up to do. Yeah, but for me, I, I yes, I, I I am. I'm thinking about you know moving things around a little bit. Um, but what I'm what I'm finding myself doing now is is kind of great because it brought in some extra cash, which is just going to pay for more hardware for me to build more of these cigar box guitars. But I'm finding myself, I want to sell these now for the excuse to keep making them because I I have barely touched this. I haven't even. I have no idea what I'm doing still, and they're coming out amazing. And it's like every time I build one, I'm like, "Oh wow, oh wow," you know. And just these new ideas come to me. So yeah, I'm, it's like, well, if I can sell these, I can keep making them because I've already got like five for myself. So I got to start doing. And they're and being left-handed doesn't help anybody except me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I can't if I could build them general. If I was right-handed, I could say, "Oh well, this is mine," but I can sell this one. Well, it's I. Put it out there if anybody's left-handed wants a cigar box guitar. No bites yeah. yet, but the right-handed ones flew right out the door. So, that, well, yeah, how hard would it be to just make that left-handed one right-handed? What's the problem? The f holes on the wrong side. It would uh, look... The graphics, the graphics on oh, the, cigar the graphics. Box. Yeah. yeah, so that it would be upside down. So no, it's not hard at all. And in fact, I could take yeah. I could take a left-handed one and I could just sand the graphics off of it and do which I plan on doing with with some, and I could put graphics on it. I could you know I could go down that rabbit hole. Um, but no, I, I, I like the ones I've built for myself. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, uh, yeah. they're, they're really cool, but yeah, it's just, I'm fine. finding myself. It's like, Hey, you know what? If I sold these things, if I built them to sell them, I could keep making them because you know, I yeah. can't, I, you know, I, I, built I love your exuberance. <laughs> That's how I felt when I made my first dozen whiskey boxes. Talk to me after you've done like 75, 80 of them. I actually plan on doing hundreds of them. I really seriously I do. Plan that too. Plan that yeah. too. <laughs> I, I, I I just think it's going to happen. I just there's with every one I, I learn something and 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 that for me it's it's been a long time for me to have that feeling. So with, well, with enjoy it. With making a musical instrument, there is a little more room for that than in making like a box. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's. Because there's all these like subtle things that you can really develop over the course of maybe a dozen instruments of like just the way you carve the nut, you yep. know, or just like I've I've been I mean I don't know how many guitars I've made not not hundreds you know and most of them have sucked and I've taken them apart and stuff and and rebuilt them but you know someone nailed them out but it's like there's always like that oh I wonder if I did this I wonder if I did that and you can't you know it's like you can't you have to go through the iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with a box, it's like, sure, there's joints and there's finishes and there's all this and that and the other thing. But with a guitar, there's just like, there's many, many more uh, of those types of things to keep you from getting bored. And then it's your skill. It's kind of like we were talking about with the um, 
the tools too, like using the the, welder, the, yeah. the crappy skill saw and then getting the better. You know, it's like as you as you get better tools, you get better. You, you start finessing things. It's like okay, well, I've got it playing pretty good now. How can I make it sound better? Okay, I've got mm-hmm. it sounding better now. How can I make it look better? Okay, I've got it looking better now. How can I make it play better? There's right. there's no there's no like oh it can't be better than this. There's just no ceiling. You know? Right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no ceiling for a box either, but boxes aren't as exciting. You know? no, well, well, it, it, actually, it depends. Yeah. It, it is, because my first box that I ever made, the first box I made with finger joints, was the most amazing woodworking piece of art that anybody had ever built. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was the best. You think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, I can't believe I've created this. I just did something that I didn't know was possible before, and that started off with my first box, the first chair I built, the first desk I built, I and, mean, you know. I hung on to my first box ever because I, because of exactly what you just said. It's sitting on a shelf. I have it's I have one of them crap, right but... right about here. Hang on a sec. Oh, oh wait, oh wait. Here. Oh wow, that's, that's what it's a... like when I do that every this. episode. It's a pallet wood box that I made. One of the first boxes I made. That's it's what just, mine is. Just butt yeah. joints, you know, with a yep. little pallet wood handle. Yeah, and I did a you know a little rabbited. Uh, I top. love that you kept oh, the uh, that... nail holes. On oh the side actually. There. Yeah, there's actually a um, there's like oh, rabbit stash box. Is that oh don't oh, oh yeah damn, well that's I don't think that's legal here yet, but this is still legal. But see, I did a little half lap, kind of little. Can you see those? Yes. Yeah. 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 Look. yeah. Stunning. Still here. It's full of a bunch of guitar parts or whatever. Yeah. Air quotes <laughs> on the guitar parts. Oh yeah, nothing to see here. Just some guitar parts. Yeah. Um, Medical guitar parts. <laughs> yes, for medicinal purpose. <laughs> yeah. For his grandma's glaucoma. Oh, yeah. Poor lady. <laughs> well, she sees much better now. The yeah. silly thing is, is that was full of guitar parts, and I'm all, hey, do you need that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk after the podcast. I'm sure I could get rid of a few things. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the that's the fun. The other thing about making guitars is that, like, when you make a box, what does a box do? It holds things, right? It holds mm-hmm. stuff. When you make an instrument, an instrument then continues to make art itself. So it's um, the, it, 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 there's no end to it. You know, and that's like Bill saying, like about his guitars. You know, he's discovering that. Like, I made these and I like them because he sees that there's still a lot more songs that can be played on those. And, oh, uh, and yeah. there's something about something about making something that does something artistic is really exciting. Yeah, um, I get it. You guys are better than me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I still want to go back to saying it's not it's not what you're building. It's it's building something new for the first time. You just got done doing a production run of hundreds of items. Have you ever done that before? No. Okay. No. That's is, exciting I, mean, I know too. I know you happen to time that with the fact that your career changed and all that and you're exhausted, but mm-hmm. you finished that run up. What did that feel like? Oh yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. Right? I, I mean and I, I finished early. Yeah, I mean, you, when mm. you find yourself in a position of doing something you've never done before, that's the excitement. Whether you're building guitars, instruments, um, you know, CNC. Well, I built jigs to do it. So it, it right. was there was the technical challenge of figuring out how to actually do this repetitive work consistently. So there there was – it wasn't just like chop, chop, dig, dig, spoon, spoon. Well, well, you know look, what I mean? Like where yeah. you find yourself though. Now you're, you're contemplating rearranging your shop, making an actual production – a small production shop, right? Yeah. And that may change next summer. But mm-hmm. for now, it's like you find yourself in a position like, hey, I'm doing this new thing now and I've got a bunch of ideas that I can incorporate to what I've just learned based mm-hmm. on this one thing. Yep. 
And you're going to make another 800 of these things, and you think about how efficient you got in your first 800, imagine what's going to happen with your next 800. You're going to end up like redesigning jigs and redesigning your workflow and learning and growing so much from that. Yeah. Until you you can't stand it anymore. Correct. (laughs) Now, we're still better than you, but I just want you to feel good about what you have accomplished. Don't, don't, yeah, don't misunderstand us. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. It's been crystal clear from the beginning what's going on here. Um, so I, I know that you guys, uh, you know, are, and especially Tim, since you're working on this TIG thing, that's where you find yourself is like learning this new technique, learning this new, uh, mechanic, you know, this new mm. way of, you know, of welding. So you find yourself sort of excited about that. Um, I personally would love to make another one of those chess sets that I made. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that might be a product that I want to start digging into and maybe making more of to sell. Cause I, I think there's like a really cool appeal to it, but there's no way I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get my hands on that much reclaimed stuff. So I think I might make my first visit ever to like a lumberyard and see what they have there. And I'm see, kind of excited to see that. See if you can do, do it from firewood. You have a bandsaw. Get one of those yeah, big old. Yeah, but you old... need the dark and the light. Yeah, but there's dark trees that grow in your neighborhood, right? Oak and well, not oak. going to go to a lumberyard. <laughs> It's it's funny that you say that because I'm I'm ready to do the same thing with the guitars now. It's like you know what I'm I'm running out of like you know IKEA pallets and I mean IKEA bed slats blah 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 blah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to because I happen to live in the Bay Area. Of course, there's a bunch of them, but there's all these reclaimed lumber places. So if I'm gonna have to go buy mm-hmm. some wood, I'm gonna actually go buy some reclaimed lumber. And uh, I, that's I, oh I do that all the time. Yeah, right. and, and I've never I've I've done that occasionally but now it's like you know what i feel better about doing that because i i kind of cut my chops on some scraps and some box store wood um yeah. but now it's like you know i'd like i'd like to say hey i built this this is a, a completely reclaimed you know other than the hardware uh completely reclaimed thing that i just made and, yeah. and so i'm like yeah I, why don't i just go you know there's all, all kinds of them. so do that that's, phil that's the thing yeah you know you know your um your your little pot paraphernalia trays that you're making or whatever yeah i meant to talk about that actually make one of those make a couple of them and go to all of your local tree cutters and 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 just introduce yourself don't be wearing a suit though but you know go in you know and and just introduce hey wear flip-flops I'm a woodworker and I, you know, I, I make stuff and, you know, like I'm looking for, I want to make stuff, you know, say like, oh, I'm, I'm green. I work locally to give them the whole thing. Say like, you know, do you mind if I grab a, a stump? Like, cause they have their, they cut it up for fire or whatever, whatever, but they'll, if they, if it's around, you know, it'll be 18 inches long or whatever. And they'll mm-hmm. let you grab those. You just, and just like give them, give them the pot thing in your card and just be like, Hey, you know, if you ever get any walnut and give me a call, if you ever get anything dark, give me a call. And yeah. they will, they will. Right. If they don't so like, I if, can work on that stuff. Next year, because right, you got to let it dry. Yeah, but that dries. Yeah, I mean, it dries faster when it's small like that. I, I mean, you can, you, and you I, can. His passion's a little, little deeper than ours, I think. Yeah, I'd I'm, be happy to go buy the milled reclaim lumber. Yeah, I love where your head's at, but yeah. I'm not driving around tossing out <laughs> gifts to guys cutting down wood. All right. I, now, if you happen to come across a, an old. Uh, Dining table that's made out of some yeah. maple, and then right next to that is a dining table made out of walnut. Golden. Hell yeah, you're golden. Yeah. I would pull mm. over for that. That's oh, Jim. <laughs> ah, Mr. Bashir's. Yeah. 
That's right. I'm just trying to support my local economy, but whatever, guys. You know. Well, my sawmill is local, but anyways. Uh, yeah. No, but listen, we do what we can, right? We talked about this. It's evolution. It's it's as long as we are building towards something, and everybody's doing a little bit. This guy, this guy, Johnny, was the the assistant softball coach on Maddie's softball team a hundred years ago. And, well, she's not that old. That was my hundred years ago, ten years ago. And um, and his he uh, he's a tree cutter. And and so I got to know the guy. And I I can pu- I pull in there anytime I want. I'm like, hey, you mind if I just like you know go picking through your stumps? He's like, yeah, absolutely, go ahead. And I can, well, I got a whole bunch Johnny of walnuts in there. His stumps. There, yeah, there's go, a difference know? though from knowing somebody who's a tree cutter and then going to them and then just I didn't know him until I met him. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, but what I'm saying, cold calling is is I've done it, but I don't, I, I'd rather not. You didn't just do some like uh, drive by weed tray giving outing. I know. You know what I mean? You met him through the softball. It's totally oh, I thought different. The, I thought the weed tray was a good. I, I was like, oh, God, I wish I had a weed tray to give the guy. <laughs> I didn't have one. If I did, I would have. You know. You know, you just roll down the window in your Prius. You're like, Yo, bro, here, <laughs> catch this tray. You smoke That's- the weed. Yeah, <laughs> right, so and meanwhile, got, then I have to do it in French because they speak right. French. Yeah, you're doing so a we've got language. next week uh, is uh, what I'd pull over for. Write down for the following week: cold yeah. calling with a weed tray. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> cold calling with a weed tray. I mean, bonjour, mon frère. Mm. Smoke, smoke. Yeah, exactly. Fume toi. <laughs> so, so that's where that's where I find myself kind of wanting to do a little bit more refined product with a little bit more premium material. I'm I just kind Phil, of I just think you oak. would love that. I think you would love the process of doing a firewood project. I really do. I think it's going to just like connect with your Canadian soul. Uh-huh. Maybe if you made it out of beaver pelts. I mean, give that a sh- yeah, yeah, we could. I don't, I don't know You can make a drum it. out of beaver pelts, stretch, and that way you're making a, a musical uh-huh. instrument, uh-huh. and it's a Canadian thing, uh-huh. and Tim would be grossed <laughs> out. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to look into the beaver pelt drum disgusting thing. Get the beavers to chop down the trees for you first (laughs) before you skin them. (laughs) Yeah, and make make sure they're cage-free beavers. Yeah. You know, what's the opposite of wealth? Is it poverty? You guys are a poverty of information. That, sir, might be the funniest thing you've ever said. Amen. Amen. And true. And true. Well, yeah. It just so happens to be true. But. Uh, I, think we, I think we may have found ourselves now. <laughs> I think we may have found ourselves looking for a new job. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty funny. Um, so, yeah. So, where are we at? We're at 42 minutes. You think we can get started on the... Yeah. On the, yeah, I, I think this was good. I I, I think uh, it's a, it's a neat it's a neat uh, line of thought to think about where you've been. One thing I wanted to say too, uh, I have found myself before um, not going backwards so much, but like you find yourself doing something that you have already done. Maybe it's not something new, but it's like you're going back to something. So you find yourself, but now you're going back to that with experience. Yes, yeah, you, I know, you know what, what I mean. So it's yeah. like. That that's also a fun thing to do. It's like you know, you, you take on a project or a job or or whatever it might be. But it's like you know what? Now you're going back in there with confidence. It's like yeah, I know I can. I've already knocked this out of the park. So mm-hmm. let me at it. That's exciting as well. 
And don't be afraid to just go forward and be like, okay, well, I'm really good at this, but I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to try to find myself in something new. Don't be afraid to just try things that are different and new and fail and then get up and do it again. And if you, even if it, you know, if you failed and you enjoyed it, you know, then great. If you failed and you hated it, then, then go back or go try something else. But just that, that keeping an open mind, I think that's really, and I think that's something that's really specifically unique to this community of, uh, of people that we're, for the most part, all of us are, are like that. We're forward thinkers and we're not just like stuck. Sure. And, and we're here to help you when you fall down. So we'll be more than happy to say, hey, man, that was pretty cool regardless. You know? mm. For sure. Regardless of how many beavers you killed to make it. <laughs> hey, they, those were naturally felled beavers. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think as you, as you find yourself as you get older, you sort of get over that fear of – you know, trying new things or that fear of failure, you know, like mm. as a teenager or whatever, you were scared yeah. to death of embarrassment and and failure and all that stuff. But as you get old, you know, you get – I'm like almost 40. I'll be 38 in May. So like I feel like I'm really <laughs> yeah, getting no, to know yeah. myself. Almost 40. I'm going to be 38. But that's like so close to 40. It's way closer to 40 than like 20. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 45 in a few weeks and I'm still like nowhere near 45 in my opinion. <laughs> well, it's different. I guess that's – Denial, but because uh, you very certainly are. But um, <laughs> you know, let's just say as you sort of step out of you know your your nonsense twenties, right, where you think you know everything, into your thirties, where you realize, hey, maybe I don't know so much, into your forties, where you figure out, you know, this is who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin, you know, and and I'm comfortable making mistakes, and I'm comfortable you're trying new things. You know, that's that's I think where you know uh, is a great point in life i I, i'd like to say it as uh as i am the oldest here i find myself not afraid of being afraid of something Mm. because the Mm. the cnc thing i'm glad i discovered cigar box guitars because i can still now i can put that off again you know because i i still there is a fear there there's that technology that 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 block that i'm just like it's gonna happen i might be 80 when i get my first cnc but for now, it's just like, oh man, it's just you know, I'm I'm not upset that I don't have a CNC. I but that, have, yeah, I, I mean, if you if you really wanted one, you'd have one right now. I think you so. know what I mean. Yeah, that's because it's so. You, but you it, are, there's a fear. There's a fear there, and and but I'm not afraid of being afraid. That's there's what so I'm many saying. other it's avenues like, you know, to pursue. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that one. You know, correct. Yeah, yeah. A CNC is going to happen. It's just it's like, eh. But you're right. Yeah, if I really wanted one, I'd have one. Yeah, you but know? you you're you found something else that's yeah. going to keep you busy for a while. For, right. for a few hundred, a few hundred more builds, at right. least. Hmm. Speaking of fear, um, this past weekend, over Easter weekend, we uh, actually it was on Monday, so I, I skipped work that day, and we took the kids to this place in Montreal. You didn't lose any of them, did you? No, okay, not okay. all. So we took the kids to this place called Bee Fly, and it's basically a butterfly like. I don't know, habitat thing where you sort of go in and all of these butterflies are flying around you and you could stick out your hand and the butterflies land on them. And, um, and as it turns out, I am scared to death of butterflies. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for him to say it scared my daughter. I know you're one of your kids. Oh no, she loved it. But I, I turned to my wife and I said, Listen, I never thought this was going to come up, but I'm really scared of butterflies, and I have to get the hell out of here right now. So wow. I bolt. Yeah, I bolted. Uh, they just freak me out. I don't. It's like, it's like they're all over you, and then and then 
like, what are you so gaily flying around for? Like, I get it, you're full of colors and stuff, and you're so happy about it, but, like, don't touch me. It, it's, so, it's okay, brother. We, uh, fear it creeped is, me out. So I had to get the hell out fear. of there. It just thinks me about it. Anyway, so I got out of there, and then, like, ten minutes later, my son comes out, and he's like, I didn't like them either. I was like, nice try, you follower. You were in there for another ten minutes. And then... <laughs> Your son's oh. trying to console you. Don't yeah. be scared. Don't Father be scared, of the Daddy. year. Yeah. Father of the year. Your son goes out to console you. He feels bad for his old man. You're like, you're kidding. Get yeah. back in well, there, you wimp. <laughs> nah, I kept him with me because it got lonely. But I also had the baby with me. But my daughter, my wife, so the girls, my wife and my and my daughter were in there for like another 45 minutes. My wife That's said awesome. she couldn't get my daughter out. She lo- She's three years old. She loved it. That's and awesome. there's videos of her like... Anyways, all to say, I'm not afraid of being afraid, but I am ashamed of being afraid of butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mr. Uh, Pinsky. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Uh, okay, so who's going to make the uh, the meme of this for us? <laughs> Paul, Mr. Mayette, get on yeah. that. All right. Um, and actually, I should have said what I'm working on, but we were talking about these these weed trays that I, that I have going. So I now yeah. am working with like this one dispensary, and I'm making a uh, – a sample for them, and they they're looking to buy like dozens of them. So that might be something that works out. Cool. So that'll be fun. Um, what are we watching? Let's go to Bill. What are you watching, bud? You know what I'm watching? I'm watching a book. Isn't that cool? That you, watching... Well, that's not how they work. They... Yeah, that's not. How <laughs> no, they this go. one's got lots and lots of pictures. It's awesome. <clears throat> Great. So um, Shane Nuds, um, uh, shout out to Shane, sent me this awesome book. It's called An Obsession with Cigar Box Guitars. And it's got, oh. it's filled with 120 different builds from people and a little bit of the history. And it talks about the guy Shane Spiel who kind of started this revolution 25 years ago or, or rekindled that fire because it's been around for hundreds of years. Um, but the, the book is written by David Sutton. So I'd like if we could uh, leave a link to our through our Amazon affiliate, right? Mm-hmm. So we can do that for our podcast. Yep. So if anybody's interested, uh, Shane, thank you. But it's it, seriously, it's got um, uh, lots of pictures, not too many words. My favorite kind of book, and uh, so that's what I'm pouring over, and I'm I'm learning so much, and just the ideas I'm getting from some of the stuff I'm looking at here. Uh, again, the 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 passion is is uh, burning deeply within me but yeah so i'm checking out this book an obsession with cigar box guitars by david sutton love it how about you phil why don't you i missed you man what 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 are you watching what's going on what are you keeping your your creative juices flowing with by paying attention to and go thank you for that terrific opening um before i tell you what i'm watching I just want to thank the hundreds and hundreds of people who emailed me and texted me over the last week begging me to come back to the show and to never leave again. So, <laughs> guys, I, I appreciate that, and I will I will honestly do my best. I really will. Um, on, a, on a less joking, more serious note, uh, I want to say, first of all, happy birthday to Jimmy and to – he is my pick of the week. He did this uh, – he did the sort of the – the temporary workspace video. I just caught it earlier today. Yep. And here's the thing about Jimmy. I know many, many things are said about Jimmy. Most of them really nice. Uh, here's what I will add to that. It doesn't matter what his project is. I will always find something new to learn from. 
So uh, in this one particular video, how he set up the repeatability jig to be able to make these exactly, small little right? platform things. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really care about making uh, like a temporary workspace, but I watch it anyways because it's Jimmy. That, sorry. What's going on right now? No, you go okay. ahead. Okay, sorry. So like like I said, I don't care about making a temporary workspace, but I I love the idea of well, Jimmy just bolted down some – you know, some two by fours that he can always keep repeating, making this one thing by, you know, like it, the thing that he wants to make only fits in a certain way. And then that way, and then he flips that it over jig, and then yeah, the other way. That yeah. jig allowed him to make all those square, basically. It's, right. It's an easy way for him to just knock those out and every one of them is going to come out perfectly square. Exactly. Uh, I, I enjoyed that video and I normally I like to read through the comments, but I already know I don't have to because there's going to be so many numb numbskulls out there giving him a hard time about construction practice and, and uh, you know, everything that he did wrong with that. But I, oh. my, the comment I left on his video was uh, a quote by Steven Strogatz. And I don't know who that is, but I love the quote is when you create something new, you are breaking with tradition, which is an act of defiance. And, and that's what I love about Jimmy. Every time mm-hmm. he discovers something, it's not a matter. I think he probably knows how to do a typical framing application i i have no doubt in my mind he does sure. but he did his dad it was a house framer yeah he did it differently he did it his way he did it in a way that made sense for what he wanted to accomplish his videos are awesome yeah great pick Wait, you mean it's not up to code unsubscribe yeah, yeah exactly it's not <laughs> I up just, to code I can to build imagine. This, yeah. I can this imagine temporary like workspace it. inside yeah. of an another building that yeah. was, you know anyways that's I, also not up to code probably <laughs> no that one probably is isn't he hey. didn't he build oh no <clears throat> no, he's Wait, not in his this... new. He's still in the rental space. So it's not. Oh, he is okay. Yes, yeah, he, yes, he, he it's one of those corrugated tin buildings, you know. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so like I said, like for most of me, for most of these videos that I watch, I'm interested in the project itself. But when I watch Jimmy's videos, like I always pick up something. Like I'm like, oh, I could use that here. And I this happens to me all the time, where I just learn something unintentionally from the way he does whatever project he's doing. Well, that's why he's the godfather. I mean, yeah. That's why I on, named him that. Yeah. yeah, honestly, was it you? Probably. I don't know. It was me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you can take that. I'll give it this. But uh, honestly, a lot of his projects, I, I, I'm not interested in knife making it per- personally. I'm not interested in, you know, a lot of like axes. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, but you the, the techniques that you pick up, yeah. that's that's what like, because it, it applies to all these other things. In, uh, 100%. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, happy, happy, happy birthday, Jimmy! I'm, I'm, yes, uh, happy birthday! He's, he has joined me finally after weeks at uh, the age of fifty-one. Oh, great. you guys are like related now. Great! Tell, it's hard to tell us apart when we're in the same space. People come up to me all the time, Mister Duresta. I'm like, no, 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 that's him over there. It's I know, I know. They're like, yeah, so we have a restraining order from Mister Duresta. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lutz, you've been served. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Tim. Yes. Okay. Um, I had mentioned uh, the podcast a, a couple weeks ago called Opposable Thumbs. Um, and uh, I'm actually, that was my pick. And I'm actually going to be on it in a few weeks. I'm excited about that. And, oh, uh, cool. Uh, so basically, it's uh, what the, the premise is um, that they, it's like, they're, it's artsy. And so it's like the, the, the guest picks a topic and then the following guests and the, also the hosts have to make this project. Um, 
kind of like our thing that we did, but you have two weeks. So like, there'll be, there'll be like, you know, incurable diseases. And then you have to create some project that fits into that theme somehow. And then you talk about Ooh. it and present it. That was a weird one. I should have said that. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I, do gonna make? Every, yeah. I do that every morning. So. Well, that was, there was um, uh, based on the, a project, but anyways, that, uh, I'm not plugging that. I'm plugging one of the, one of the two members, a uh, uh, host of the podcast is Rob Ray, who is, I, I've been getting to kind of know, on the internet, and I'm I'm looking forward. I haven't met him yet. I'm looking forward to doing this this challenge with them in a couple of weeks and meeting him. Uh, but so on their last podcast, he made a video. He made a magnetic chalkboard um, or magnetic message board with a uh, cork, and so you put the magnetic letters on it and stuff. Um, you know, and and that was his his project, and he made a video of it, and he started a new YouTube channel just for this video, and he called it Ah or Arg or whatever A U G H explanation point. Um, uh. So he started this. Yeah, exactly. That's the so, one. so I couldn't do it. Um, but so he started this. He, you know, he's a West Coaster. Maybe that's why my accent just couldn't <laughs> get it. But uh, so he started this this YouTube channel just for that. And he said he chose that name because it was unsearchable and unfindable. And he kind of it was unprofessional. Whereas everything on YouTube now is getting very professional and and searchable and tag words. And so he wanted to just make it hard to find and so, true to form. I couldn't find it, and I had to actually message him and ask him like hey what's the link to this channel and he gave it to me so i'm sharing that link with you because i'm a disruptor so <laughs> so, so i'm the first subscriber on this channel i believe and um and so i'm i want to share this channel out because he started the channel with the idea that nobody would find it to subscribe to it and so i'm i'm disrupting it right now sorry rob you can always start another one <laughs> and i want to gh it doesn't. I you if you search it a u g h you're not going to find it. But if you if you go to our show notes and you click okay. on the link, you're going to find it, and you'll see there's only one subscriber, and it's me, and he's only got one video, and it's that one. But I would I just think it would be funny as all heck if like we could just get his channel to just like blow thousands. up and have yeah. thousands of subscribers like instantly, and he has to all of a sudden there's like sponsors like calling him like hey we want to sponsor you know, yeah. to a video <laughs> like for his non professional channel because that's the kind of guy I am and uh, and I. Maybe that's even my submission for their podcast. I don't know. We'll see what the topic is if I can fit it in. So, uh, but but the video is great. It's uh, it was it was awesome. It's a great project and uh, and worth watching. So it's not just the disruptive art project of of breaking Rob Ray's plan, but I also thought the video was worth watching. So check it out. The links in the description. Awesome. Meanwhile, it feels like reverse psychology. He's like, I don't want anyone to find my channel. Maybe all of a sudden, you know what I mean. I, and I'm just going to tell everybody else that has a podcast this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's how I get my kids to eat their vegetables or how I get them to go brush their teeth. You don't want to brush your teeth now. I'm I'm going to race you to your room and I'm going to oh, win. I do that race. all the time. The racing. Ah, yeah, that's dad 101, man. Yeah. Totally that's works. Yeah. I keep trying that with Casey. It so, doesn't work. I'll tell you what, Vance. I'm going to You don't want to race with Casey, my friend. No. You want that You want to come in second. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd be like, she's like, let's well, go. Do okay, okay, I'll race you to the car, and then hoping that she'll just go get in the car, and I'll stay where I'm at. But right, she, turns no, that's out she's the, an adult. Yeah. She that's walks over to the door and opens it, and says, "Let's go," and it's like, ah, oh, you don't get the game. <laughs> no, so, someone doesn't get the game. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm <laughs> Phil Pinsky. Check out IronAndSoul.com now shipping tools. WilliamLutz.com. Uh, thank you to Justin Sparks for that. Terrific, terrific website with many, many things that have to do with with William and Bill. TimSway.net. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say one thing that happened. My sister texted me. She's all, 
I got Xfinity and I told my remote to go to YouTube and I said your name and your YouTube channel popped up. I thought that was pretty cool. And also thank you to uh, Doug and Kelly for purchasing guitars for me. But yeah, my sister found me on YouTube by yelling into the remote my name. That's fantastic. That's great. Can I can I point out how professional the closing um, remarks were last week that I did? And I didn't have your notes. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I will Didn't definitely. You also miss half of the people that we usually think. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. No, no, he got them all. He got no. them all. I just, I, I had to, I had to transcribe your previous podcast to get all right. that. Yeah. Mm. Transcribe a list of twenty people. Are you okay? You must be out of breath. <laughs> you all right? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. Okay, okay. thank God. Yeah. Timsway.net for the exhausted list of Tim Sway. <laughs> And I forgot to thank Jason Payne the last week. <laughs> Somehow, that's not in my notes, yet I always remember yeah, to do it. Yeah. Uh, Jason who, Jason whatever. Payne. Yeah, Jason, <laughs> Jason Pleasure. Not even Jason Payne. What a pleasure this guy is to work with. Am I right, Tim? Tr- truly is. Truly is. Truly, thank yeah. you, Jason Payne. Yeah. Jason and Pleasure. While you're while you're using Netscape, check out newperspectivesmusic.com. Why, why are you using there, Netscape 411? <laughs> yeah, and log out of GeoCities for a second yeah. and just check out this Angel Fire page. You're going to love it. Uh, con- <laughs> Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. We love getting them. Bill loves hearing about how great he is, so just indulge him, would you? Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the best way to help me come back week on week. So let's do that. And uh, and t-shirts. How are we doing with those t-shirts? You know what? I, I just sold the last XL um, to Ryan, Barn Rabbit Studios. Ryan he, Ridgely. Yeah. Right, Ryan yep. Ridgely. And he, he wrote as a note, he... He bought the Tim Soy mashup one where I take our stencils and I mix them up. And he said, hey, can you make yours say patron or make mine say patron? And I was like, you know what? You get what you get and you don't get upset, buddy. So you just get – you're going to get what you get and it's in the yeah. mail. That's that's what I said to him. But there are still plenty of 2XLs left and there's plenty of Ls left and there's uh, a few mediums left too. So it's not too late if you're one of those sizes. Yes. And if you're nice, maybe Tim won't be so mean to you when he – Takes your money and makes something for you. <laughs> no, you know, no, I'll, I'll still be mean. You know, I'm sure your sister would be interested in consoling you about that. Ooh. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I thought that's why he's being mean. It was because you brought up the, you were, that's great about the sister. And then now we're saying, huh? never mind. You need the some sister. rest. You need some rest. The sister. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, I okay. don't. Yeah, no, His, I do. I do. X- You're right. Oh my gosh, the, I see the Xfinity now. sister. What? Yeah, yeah, the Xfinity sister. Yeah, and that has what to do with what? The mean being mean. Never mind. Are you saying your sisters are mean to you, Phil? Who have a horrible week? Forget it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Most okay. of your jokes work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had the one. I had the one volcano hit. So okay. Right, yeah. Bye, everybody. Be good.